Blog Talk Radio. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see realize. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been sold, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's get it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down to little bits so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this concept rolling. Get the future generations who want to stop the whole thing. With the message demonstrating, we can start opposing. Taking in, assimilating, getting lots of knowledge. Breaking up the population, trying to stop hypnosis. Trinity. Down radios coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Channel Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see realize. You're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road. And get the future generators want to start the whole thing. With the methods demonstrated, we can start a post. Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers. Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis. Welcome to Channel Down Radio. Welcome again, where we deprogram from the deep program. Uh, my name is Loomis. I'm your host, and uh, welcome to episode 87. Uh, today, I have a special guest, Sun 2K. Uh, Sun 2K is an experiencer of life, uh, understander of truth, a Qigong practitioner, and no stranger to the show. Been here a couple other episodes, and welcome back, uh, Sun, to the show. Hey, thanks, Numis. Nice to be back. Nice to be connecting with you again. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, so I'm glad to be able to uh, bring your voice back on. I think I think you uh, really got a good understanding of uh, the greater picture out there. So yeah, welcome back to Channel Down Radio. Um, yeah, I've been I've been kind of going over uh, a variety of, of topics and everything, uh, but. Uh, kind of been focusing lately on uh, the the extraterrestrial UFO phenomenon, the, the kind of lifting the veil on on uh, the the things that, you know, the on normal life. So we can kind of, you know, get to the importance of what is beyond this. So the beyond the paradigm of, of course, eight to five and all that kind of stuff, get into the to the real, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's such a deep, intricate part of our human history and um, that's been clouded over us, you know, that's been, like, uh, kept away from us. And if you look at all the indigenous cultures and you look, listen to their mythology and their stories of their gods and their superheroes and, and where they came from, like, it, it's clear they had a much richer understanding of our human history where it connects back to the stars, you know. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I've, this is part seven of a series here, and I've been kind of going over 
kind of a in a sort of chronological way of you know how things uh I mean I was started out talking about um the the Sumerian clay tablets and the Anunnaki story, the Sumerian and Akkadian tablets, uh kind of kinda of went down into the evidence of humans being engineered or at least interfered with in the DNA. Right. Uh right. then kind of the creation myths and legends of indigenous people, like you're talking about, the fish people, the giants, uh, the little people. And then we went right. over the ancient megalithic sites on Earth. Uh, let's see, we went into uh, increasing of sightings since World War II, fake disclosure, mm-hmm. a little into the grays, and different right. uh, nice. crafts people are seeing. Pretty much lead this right here. So, I mean... From your uh, kind of uh, experience, what, where would you take the subject matter after laying those that kind of foundation? Um, wow, that's that's all my that's whole my whole life work and experience, you know. And, you know, I think uh, you know one thing I always like to talk about is our human potential, you know, and that they say the most valuable commodity. On our planet, it's like precious metal, gold, minerals, and stuff like that. But in the universe, they say the most precious commodity is genetics, DNA. And according to a lot of different contactees and a lot of different sources, because the different races came here and manipulated our DNA, but the only way they could manipulate it was by injecting their DNA into, into the pool here. And so when they did that, they just added to our bank, and, and we, uh, some of the races consider us genetic royalty. And um, we contain the genetics of a lot of different species in the universe, you know. And to realize that this human body, yeah, to realize that this human body is the most precious thing in the universe because of our genetics that we contain. Um, just like the Buddha is saying, you know, like to have a human body is the most precious gift in the whole universe. Right. Some some people don't believe in extraterrestrials, and you know, like um, if you look on one planet where there all life comes from the sun, and the sun is a hydrogen-based sun, it's putting off a certain amount of radiation and and and, and vibration and frequency, and the most conducive color for plants to absorb its energy and photosynthesize it is green. You know, that's common knowledge, and that's right. all throughout the planet, from 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 either the um, North Pole to the South Pole, wherever you go. And for human beings, you know, what we process is the, the energy of the sun through our eyes, and the most conducive eye color to processing the sun's energy is brown color eyes. It is the native. Eye color of of this sun of the solar system, even even brown skin is most conducive, you know. And so the other eye color right. uh, come from different star systems with a different solar different sun. Not saying that people with blue eyes or uh, green eyes or different color eyes are extraterrestrial. We all have galactic origins. It's just that their eye color is demonstrating more uh, extraterrestrial genetics. Through the eye, with the eye color, you know. Oh yeah, interesting. I never, I never put that together. 
Yeah, isn't that a Would good you one? Think that's just like... that... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go, no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. There's a delay sometimes on these devices. Oh, I see. Do you do you think yeah. that um uh the uh would that I mean sometimes I think about the the different cultures on planet Earth or or races and how people do look you know entirely different. You know we're all humans, but do you think any of that has any play too from um, genetic uh, galactic differences because Obviously, you know, people grew up in different parts of the planet, and the sun can affect ways people grew up. But when you look at different cultures and races on planet Earth, you got to wonder how humans were one at one time and became so different in, in appearance. Yeah. Right. I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, I think originally there was just one base like what happened was it's like you know when we down when we nowadays when we download a software such as um safari or internet explorer or firefox or google chrome and stuff like that that's the main program and then after that you can download all these add-ons you know that helps to kind of like soup up and and soup up your internet explorer, you know, to explore the internet. And so like like our human body was was like a uh, was like a internet explorer to explore this um planet and then there was all these different add ons that got added on to our the genetics. And it's clear when you look yeah. at the other like the other mythologies from different races, like they all claim ancestry to specific star systems and they know details about the star systems where their whole culture and their calendar is based upon when certain star systems rise or you know, different times of the year when that star is at its highest peak, you know, like they knew this revolved their whole culture around these different star systems. Right. Like the, um, the, the Dogon tribe in uh, North Africa and the star of Sirius, they know, they know of a star off Sirius. I think it's Sirius B yeah. that you can't yeah. even see with the naked eye. Yeah. Right, right, right. Their and the Hawaiians, you know, on that. right. And the Hawaiians, you know, their whole uh, a big part of their culture is based on the Pleiades. When the Pleiades rises, it's the beginning of the Makahiki season, where war is outlawed, war is forbidden. You know, it was the time of fertility and and uh, celebration and right. agriculture. And, I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's beautiful to see and understand. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is a lot of. Um, I think there is a lot of different origins, and even if you look at the, uh, uh, the Sumerian tablets and how they explain the uh, different experimentation that there were different phases of humans in their stories. There were different like upgrades, you, as you were saying, uh, or. Downgrade like there was some experimentation that went on. It sounds like in these tablets that uh, created, uh, you know, uh, entirely different beings almost than humans. Oh right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and even I'm like some to... people... Go ahead, man. Uh, delay. Oh, I uh, see. I mean, a good thing to like. I always. I'm a Qigong practitioner, but now I've always uh, been 
practitioner and, and cultivated my energy and consciousness and you know the uh the thing that i i'm 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 super passionate about is like cultivating our human potential you know and how do we do that you know we look at some of these um cultures and traditions that have been passed down to us such as yoga such as the uh the martial arts such as the uh meditations from the far east you know when you trace those history and those different branches they all go back to one root to the days of the Buddha, you know, where there was like a lot of holy wars and a lot of like sacred uh, mystical beings, you know, and all of these art all came from one art, you know, so like when you start to learn some of these and you start to like meditate and really develop your consciousness, you start to practice mindfulness and you get into some of these arts and you realize like, whoa, there's something to this that we can actually reactivate our dormant potentials, you know. Such as our DNA and our brain, uh, our brain cells, you know. Right, right. Do you do you think that this Western culture, modern Western culture, and has been put in place as sort of a distraction program for us to access that, and maybe that's why most people don't see things like UFOs and interdimensional uh, realms? Do you think that maybe that this culture has been put in place as like a distraction tool? Uh, maybe there was, it was like powered to uh, be the hand to suppress and dominate everybody else, you know? And then, yeah. like, you know how, like, uh, when America first began, they uh, they had their witch hunt and they killed off all of their elders and the, and the wisdom keepers. And so that's why America has no... Um, deep connection to their mythology, to their culture, and, and to their roots, you know? And that was kind of, like, done on purpose to disconnect them from uh, from their ancestors. And then and they, when they went to, and then when they, like, colonized a lot of the other um, indigenous people, one of the first things that they did was they outlawed their arts, forbade, forbade them to speak their own language, and just kind of really took away their language, their arts, their culture, you know, their dance, so that they cannot reconnect with their ancestry. And sound, vibration, light, frequency is what activates DNA. Science now knows that, you know. Right. That's kind of like the Hawaiian culture here. I I see it. Um, They ban Hawaiian language, and they changed around the lettering. Um, took out like right. people of Nihau still have about five or six letters that the missionaries threw out, and then you have also the hula, which they changed. And you know, Hawaiian music itself was not the ukulele, but not right. the rooster. Uh, was not um, you know that's Portuguese. They brought in the. I, I believe the Hawaiian culture was dulled down by the missionaries having them play like a softer music instead of their chants and their drums and their, right, their percussion. Right. Right. I call it the yeah. dull down of the war. Yeah. And so yeah. the taking away of uh, all that knowledge, I mean, because the K in Hawaiian was T, I believe, in most of the words. Right. So that just right, takes right, away right. the meaning of the word. The loss right, of the culture. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I 
But but you yeah. know, it's like no and matter so, what they do, it's like no matter what they do, they try to like just they just uh, because we live in a fractal universe and every fractal contains the whole of the universe, and so as much as they try to like annihilate these old wisdom and old knowledge, all all that's necessary is just one fractal of these old wisdom, and through that it'll just sprout again, you know. Right. It's like trying to patch up a, le- a leaky ceiling, and it just keeps on right. leaking. You can't suppress it. You can't suppress it. And it's like right now they got the uh, standing the standing rock protest, like protectors against water, trying to stop the uh, that pipeline. And, and you know what? They said that, like, the Native Americans have never gathered like this in over 100 years or something, since Wounded Knee, I think, or something like that. And it, it is incredible, like, since wounded knee for a hundred years, they've just been like treading on and surviving and all, and, and being like, you know, suppressed and dumbed down. And, and it, it takes something like this to such a degree where it's, a, it, where, where it's about to poison their entire water supply that all the native tribes are uniting. And it's like, dude, you keep scattering, you keep scattering. And then, you know, at the very end when they're almost, when you're, they're trying to make the final blow, boom, the enemy just bounces back, you know, and just kind of starts reuniting again. I, I actually don't know uh, anything about that. I have, I don't pay attention to the news much. But what what is this? Uh, there's a pipeline? Oh, yeah, there's a new pipeline that's being built at the um, Standing Rock Sioux Reservation that's really garnishing a lot of media attention, uh, Jill Stein, um, presidential nominee, is uh, is there, you know, supporting the protest. She even, like, got arrested because she, like, spray-painted one of their bulldozers, you know. Um, Bernie Sanders is supporting the supporting the water protectors, you know, and stopping the oil pipeline, you know. It, it's a huge thing because they're building the oil pipeline, Um Next to or or, or it's going to pass the Missouri uh, Lake, the Missouri River, like twice or something, you know. And so, like, it, it's garnering oh. so much attention, and then all these tribes are over a hundred tribes are, are gathering and and uniting. All the canoe tribes that are paddling up river, down river, meeting these other uh, South American tribes are gathering and, and, and lending strength because they. <laughs> Have been long fight, long fighting the uh, oil companies from South America, Pua Case, Havana Rios from the Big Island, who just was spearheading the uh, Protect Mauna Kea, was just at Standing Rock supporting the native tribes over there. So, so it's just kind of like incredible to see how things like this are uniting the native tribes once again, you know. And with the modern technology of internet and communications, it's like people are uniting. It's in- inevitable. Such a beautiful thing to see. That is great. That is good because m- most of the indigenous peoples have become strangers in their own land. And, oh, I know. Uh, it's really a sad story. It's this really sad story with alcohol, genocide, and yeah, it's good to hear and see that kind of thing going on because. Um, there is still a spirit of people who want to protect the land and keep, you know, there is a, there's a point, a line in the sand where 
people will still stand up. And that's good because in our daily lives, we don't see it that much, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that the um, the indigenous cultures of the world had this great mythology, and uh, it was it was uh, raped by the the colonizers. Um, in such cases, in in South Africa, they would take the shamans and they would take all their knowledge, and then they would kill them, and they would they would. Uh, they call it the rape of the shaman. And then, so nobody knew that knowledge, but the controllers. Wow. Wow. So it's just a really sad story, but I see, I mean, I've never really, I'm just, as I'm talking to you and just kind of like going over it, I see it as kind of like, um, a big cover up of, uh, you know, keeping us unconnected from the other realms, whether it be extraterrestrial interdimensional we have been given a corporate culture to to look up to and, and our mythology has been placed by this this screen in front of us you know that you know these right. movie stars become mythology instead and these these uh tv shows these presidents and these people that don't have any any uh deep insight into anything and so it's like a a uh sort of a wall they've built up but that wall can be that veil can be taken away and you have um you know people such as yourself experiencers uh that have seen through that veil um such as your experiences uh with your uh time at the east city ranch was that right yeah yeah and even before East City Ranch, you know, my first Taoist uh, teacher um, was a was a white guy. My first Taoist teacher was a white guy that was uh, adopted by a Wudan Taoist uh, priest. And I started studying with him since 2003. And early on, he started talking about extraterrestrials and and like in depthly and. It just blew my mind. I was like, holy cow, like, wow, this guy is just tying in spirituality and extraterrestrials. And um, he was the contactee, like, like a high-level contactee. I'm not, like, talking about, like, just, like, telepathic communication. Like, like this guy was an anomaly, you know? And so, like, that was, like, my first experience. My in- introduction into extraterrestrials was this, was by this uh, Taoist by the Taoist who was very uh, adept in a lot of the uh, ancient cultures and, and uh, mystery traditions, such as the Native Americans, the Tibetans. You know, he was recognized as a, as a reincarnated High Lama. Um, he was really adept with the uh, Egyptian mystery schools, the Rosicrucians, the uh, Mongolian shamanism, and Sufi, whirling dervishes, and he just studied all these different cultures and found the similarity amongst all of them and, and the science of our uh, genetic divinity, you know. That's what all, a lot of these uh, dances, these songs, the chants, the vibration, the frequency, they were all to activate our genetic, um, our, our DNA, our genetic heritage, you know, the library. And it was like, yeah. it was just such a shocker. When you start to realize a lot of this stuff, you realize, like, holy shit, like, 
a good 90% of the stuff that we're told is a lie. You know? Like, just like the <laughs> Matrix. Every, you know, like, uh, you were talking about the movies and the screens and stuff like that. Um, in the old days, in the old days, storytelling, you know, movies and theater all came from storytelling. And in the old days, storytelling was reserved for the wisdom keepers, the elders in the village. You know, they told stories that, that imparted um, truths, that imparted wisdom, that imparted knowledge and, and ancient um, wisdom that was passed on through uh, oral traditions. And then what happened with modern-day Hollywood, and they even call it Hollywood, the branch of uh, Harry Potter's wand, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, with, and with, 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 with movies and stuff like that, they cast, they cast, Characters and the cast spells and television is, is telling you about their vision, you know, so that you don't have your own vision, you know. Correct. So they're 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 brains. They're they're like a manipulated. They're they're a brainwash the whole entire generation, and that's how Hitler rose to power by using television, you know, and mass media. So like, uh, it's it's really really uh, there is a matrix over us. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and that would explain why most people don't have UFO experiences because they're, well, their mythology has been replaced, but they're not looking any direction but this, what the system has guided them to do. Go to work, come home, eat dinner, watch TV, go to sleep. So it limits people's experience on seeing other life on planet Earth, other dimensions, other other doorways. And when people say things like UFOs, they just laugh and giggle because it just doesn't seem like it's in, it's possible. I watched um, yeah. David Icke on a uh, Australian TV sh- uh, news show. They were interviewing him and just mocking him. They weren't giving him a chance to speak about oh, wow. yeah. anything. They were giving him a yeah. horrible time about how uh, that they, they were like basically saying, well, who they wouldn't, they give him like five seconds to talk and then they interrupt him. They're trying to be these good journalists, but really cut his mic. They're, <laughs> they're giving, not even letting him give a explanation. He started getting into the indigenous right. people's mythology and they just cut him right off. Right, they would cut his mic off and then they would just go on a rant. <laughs> Smear campaign. I couldn't, you know, uh, I couldn't even. It was like awkward. I was like, oh man, I don't even want to watch this. This is making me feel awkward. <laughs> Brutal, yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think yeah, uh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein said, "Imagination is more important than knowledge." You know, because uh, with imagination, you, by uh, having imagination, you open up. The uh, potential for uh, for infinite uh, possibilities, and um, that's what that's what mythology and and the ancient cultures were. A lot of the old ancient cultures were a uh, very um, artistic culture. They were based upon like right brain, um, a right brain culture. Uh, your lang- the language that you speak is, is very um, determined and dictates whether it, whether you become more trained and 
into more right brain or left brain. And, and, you know, a lot of the old cultures were very poetic. You look at their language, you know, the Hawaiian culture, the Chinese culture, all these ancient cultures were very poetic because it, it was based upon a right brain dominant uh, activation. And um, by having your imagination open, there's, all, there's possibilities for all these other realms, whereas when you're left brain, you're just very science and logical and show me the proof, but... Um, that's a very limited uh, uh, understanding of and uh, view of the world. Right. Right. And it came from civilization, uh, not from from uh, the way that we're supposed to be, because you're talking about how we use the right brain or, you know, these people naturally took in the right brain way because that is how it naturally is. And this foreign culture, I guess you could say, civilization itself puts in a left brain dominant way that, that ex- excludes the, the right brain. So it's like an unnatural, an unnatural um, force that has come into the world. And, you know, some people say, and I couldn't disagree, that that is an uh, extraterrestrial class that is, you know, brought in civilization itself in this foreign way on planet Earth that doesn't jive with the indigenous peoples. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you talk about extraterrestrials, there has been a huge amount of smear campaign that's done on on UFOs and extraterrestrials so that anybody that brings it up will get ridiculed because they've invested that they've kind of like, you know, promoted that idea so much and, and they've ridiculed it so much that anybody who thinks about it will automatically get ridiculed because they've, they've been like uh, they've been uh, brainwashing us to, to the, the mass general public to do that you know and so like sometimes based upon the crowd or people that I'm talking to rather than say extraterrestrials I'll just say spirit you know spirit and, and we're all spirit you know the spirit uh, encompasses all life forms you know and that's a little mm-hmm. bit more digestible for people. Right. I agree. Because uh, word association has everybody, the general public, laughing as soon as they hear UFOs and extraterrestrial. Like, oh, they, they've already been trained to put it there yeah. in that category of laugh, ridiculing. Yeah, you're right. Oh, a and new, not, a new way and not just only ridicule, but, like, if you look at movies and television series, every time it's something with extraterrestrials, it's always they're here to destroy, dominate, annihilate, rape, pillage, plunder, steal. You know what I mean? Like, every single extraterrestrial movie, that's, that's the theme of it. And so they've been conditioning us to fear extraterrestrials, you know? Right, right. Pretty scary I, I thing. I almost see that. I always see that as conditioning for a uh, fake disclosure as a, you know, a, like a false flag alien invasion. You know, the elite was yeah. in changing their chessboard by doing that. I, like, it would just yeah. be the biggest thing that Earth ever experienced if they did that. So I see that as a, um, as they do in the media. They, they suggest something before they even do it. So years and years since media has been around basically they've been 
giving you the idea that extraterrestrial life is here to take over and and I know you know be evil, right? So and and you that know might um, be and what the, a ludicrous uh, that thought, might be, you know. I know, I know. What a ludicrous well, thought hey, is that, you know, if if they had the potential and capability to come here from a distant star system, like uh, what resistance, what uh, what power do we have of resisting and fighting them? You know, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. The fact, exactly. the fact is, is that the fact is, is that we've never been alone. The extraterrestrials are our ancestors. We are their genetic heritage. We are galactic family, you know? Right, right. So what are some of your uh, personal experiences, if you don't mind sharing, um, some of your uh, experiences of seeing this realm? Um, I've had a lot of different phenomena and, and mysterious things happen. And, you know, um, before I share that with people, I usually tell them, you know, it's like, it's like uh, with the Lion King, you know, the baby lion growing up, be destined to be king, and the good father stays back, lets the baby cub, uh, I forgot what's his name, but um, lets the baby lion learns his lessons, you know, and, and, and uh, go out and has his own trials and errors and makes his mistakes, and he's got to stand up on his own. He's got to make it on his own. But then you have the evil uncle that's always jumping in, helping out, and intervening, and this and that, and trying to get in the way, you know. And it seems like it's helping sometimes, and it seems like it's always there to lend a helping hand or, or, or suggestion, but that it, it's intervention. And, and so, like, with spirit, it's the same thing, you know, with the, with the positive spirits, the loving spirits. They always stand back. They urge us to make the right decisions. Sometimes it's by providing inspiration. Sometimes by passion, guidance, and they're always just on the background, so that so that they're like guiding us without us knowing, so that we think we're doing it ourselves. And then with the negative extraterrestrials or negative agenda ones, you know, they're always jumping in, trying to instill fear, aggression, or um, get us to perpetuate fear and aggression, you know. Um, I've had early on experiences since I was young. I think, like, uh, I think even I have, like, some uh, uh, memories of being in the womb, which uh, a lot of people say, like, that's really rare, but, uh, you know, I do have some of those uh, memories of being in the womb. Um, some of the recent experiences, some really cool experiences was, like, uh, in one of my dream states, um, I saw some of these light beings they came to me and they gave me a ball of light to swallow. And I swallowed this ball of light. And then I looked around and saw that other people was being given this ball of light as well. And there was a girl next to me. She was just standing next to me that just swallowed this ball of light. And like this light was like blasting out of her eyes, her mouth, her ears, like sun, like the rising sun just blasting out of dark clouds. And, it was so bright that um, her standing next to me, like, I couldn't even see her face. And I was just like, whoa. I woke up from that dream, and I was like, whoa, that was really cool, you know. Uh, 
So sometimes, so sometimes yeah. I have positive experiences. Sometimes I have negative experiences, and sometimes I run into a lot of um, mythological beings. <laughs> and like it's like it's almost like I'm living two lives, you know, one in the physical trying to work to survive and playing by the by the rules of the control system with the corporate structures and making money and dollars to be able to survive. And in another sense, I'm also like, I live, I have a spirit path that I've walked so long that, that, that my path is really strong and the themes and the stories almost has more importance than my corporate life because I've invested so much in it. And so this is almost like I'm living two lives, you know, and a lot of places that I go, it's like I've always being engaged by these um, different realms. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I started your uh, your uh, lecture on uh, the nine years behind the wall. Was it called nine? Years oh yeah, nine wall? years facing the wall. Right, right. That might be good for uh, people to uh, get on your YouTube channel. Huh? Uh, check that out. What's your, I forget. What is your YouTube channel? Uh Sun Two K S U N Two K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, so that kind of and nine I, years. I didn't get. Go ahead. Oh, and nine years facing the wall was based upon. Um, I, I I called it that because it was based off of uh, Bodhidharma, uh, life, and um, he was an enlightened um, prince from Persia, who uh, were, who was studying a Chan Buddhism, and um, he was born enlightened, and and he traveled from India to uh, China to pass on uh, Chan Buddhism and what later became Zen Buddhism. And when he got to China, he um, noticed that the monks were all weak because they were meditating a lot. And uh, he went to the, walked the countryside, met the king, and just left the court, not impressed, Sat and he meditated for nine years in a cave, and the, the other Shaolin monks to carry him and stuff like that. And after nine years, he came out and taught the monks uh, Shaolin Kung Fu, what was a uh, bone marrow washing and muscle tendon changing Kung Fu, you know. Um, and then, so I kind of entitled my talk Nine Years Facing a Wall based on the fact that when I was uh, first starting to study with my first hours teacher, it was like for the first nine years, it was like a huge initiation. And only after nine years did I like come out of that shell with a new pair of eyes, you know, it was like, so like I felt like I had a nine years of facing the wall and the inner demons and all of that. Yeah. I talked a lot about my experiences early on with a teacher who was also an extraterrestrial contactee who was also a shadow teacher Seduced by the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's very so that interesting. Was like my... I I got to finish it up. I I haven't yet finished it, but I, it's, it's very good, man. Appreciate sharing that knowledge with the world. Right on. I just had to share my story because I was like, you know, trying to make sense of an insane world, and uh, I just kind of had to like share that with people and get that out of me, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because um, 
you know, when you do, when people get on out of the normal realm, if they do, those that do, I should say, then there is this path that's really hard to even put in words because it's synchronistic, it's it's miraculous, and yet we have to kind of put it in words if we can try to help others, too, to see that there is another path besides what everybody's programmed to do. Yeah. Well, that and, and you know, there's other people call it the spirit path, uh, different uh, or different religions, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever it is, you know. But it's basically the path of the heart, you know, the path of spirit, you know. And our heart intelligence is way more sophisticated than um, any in- instruments can measure, you know. And, and that spirit path is a path based on the on on the heart, you know. And it's beyond borders, beyond religion, beyond cultures, you know. Right. Transcends. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a really interesting story about um, just like you were saying in, in the lecture about uh, being out in the in the desert with um, your uh, old teacher and having right. him being able to identify shifts. Yeah, those are great experiences yeah. of going out there. Yes, I bet. And then, and then there's the psychedelic realm. We all um, can kind of lift this veil by the psychedelic realm. I I know with um, my personal experience, I've seen things that pretty unexplainable. But I think it just takes that sort of um, degrade degradation of the ego. It takes that that involuntary ego. Well, it's voluntary because you take the substance, but to degrade the ego down so we can see things beyond. I, I, uh, I, I am a, I do, I do say that I like to promote psychedelics for those who are wanting to take the journey and have the space to do so. What, what are your thoughts on psychedelic experiences and promoting? Yeah, you know. Um... You know, um, I I use medicines on my path definitely, and um, you know, I, I think there's definitely uh, a word of caution that needs to be said about it because our culture doesn't uh, have healthy avenues for for people to explore in that realm, and so like we kind of gotta like build our own um, support groups with that. But a lot of all these psychedelic medicines or um, were all sacred medicines in the old cultures, you know, in the old days. You know, they were all used to commune with the ancestors, with the spirits and, and the elemental realms and their gods and, and the planet, you know. And these medicines were here as tools for our consciousness to develop and um, used with, use with the proper guidance and proper techniques that it can develop your consciousness, your genetic, your DNA. I've had specific DNA activations through um, using medicines with uh, with some of my training of, of Qigong and meditation, you know? All right. Yeah. And then there's the very opposite end of things working against us, which is um, 
the work of genetically modified foods. And a lot of people don't really think about these genetically modifying foods are modifying our DNA. So you have that whole thing that's sacred, and then you have this, our DNA that's sacred, and then you have something, you know, changing it. What do you think the the end game for changing our DNA is, just so we don't activate higher realms? Oh yeah, I think the end game, you know, it's to uh, it's to dull our consciousness, our awareness, to make us sick, to keep us sick. They don't want to kill us off because you don't want your cattle to be like. It's like when you raise a bird and stuff like that, you just trim its wings just enough so that it can't fly away, you know. And so a lot of these GMO foods, like if you walk down the aisle of of a chain marks chain supermarket and you know like Foodland, Safeway, or whatever, you look at the ingredients like. A lot of the ingredients we can't pronounce. They're not even food. Our food is not even food anymore. It's food-like product. So what is that thing that, that becomes us? And then we become human-like beings. You know what I mean? We're not human beings. We're human-like beings. And we're not a human beings. We're human working. You try to just be, you know what I mean? Like, we got to work. We got to pay to survive. We got to pay to live on this planet that we're born in. This planet provides everything yeah. for us naturally and abundantly. Air, food, water just grows naturally. And guess what? This program that's been created enslaves us to a few people who started this program. And like, man, we need to reset this game. We need to start this game over. We need to come up with a new game where everybody has a fresh start, a new beginning, and everybody's equals. Because, you know, when we're first born, every we're all equals in the plant, in the eye of the creator on this planet, surface of this planet, you know, we're all equals, you know, we all breathe the same air and we all need the same water and, um, geez. So, so the GMOs is, is to definitely, like you said, thanks for bringing that up. It's to alter our genetics so that we get dumbed down and sick and we can't really, um, pursue these higher consciousness, you know? Uh, another thing that might be happening is also, if, if if you keep eating these GMO foods and these chemicals is that they start to affect your DNA and, and your cells and tissues so much that we become a totally separate species altogether. And that, I think that's one of the things that they want. And in the old days, that's why the old bloodline of kings and queens would always interbreed to try and keep their genetics pure. And um, so they've always been trying to, like, keep their gene pool pure and clean, while the other people, they're just trying to trash our genes, you know, and slave us. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wicked battle. I um, Another another avenue of this, of course, is the, the chemtrail spraying. And the other day, well, this last week, before all this rain hit us, they doused us so bad. And, and for two days, oh, yeah, I got a right. weird weird depression like i don't people that know me well they know me never to i'm never depressed i i'm never like that but the the oh, yeah. two days there i was in a deep like like questioning and just feeling really down about things and and i and i linked it that well i'm breathing in a massive amount of spray that the i mean the whole horizon was spray and yeah it was just really really um a battle that I had to get through, but I think about people that don't know about this, which is like 98% of people I meet, 
they probably went through that too, but they had no idea what, what the source was, you know? Yeah, right, right. Was that like on uh, 9-11? Let me think. Sunday, today? 9-11? So, so, today is the uh, 16th. Whenever that, you know, I've totally looked, probably was, but it was, it was right before, I don't know if you got all this rain we got over there, but we had, uh, we had so much uh, rain and flooding, like Maui got really flooded. Oh, right, uh, right. They, right before all that happened, we got doused. Well, well I covered. think, yeah, we did. Uh, I woke up on 9-11, and I, I've never seen so much spraying on Kauai as well. And I see the plane go over, look down, chop, bust open my coconut, and I look back up, and, like, I see two planes laying these long freaking chemtrail lines, and it was, like, exactly on September 11th. You know, what What they're doing is they're, like, need to reinforce the negative fear programming that was initially injected with uh, the 9-11 World Trade Center bombing. And so they have, because of that same date, they have to constantly inject that to maximize that programming of fear, terror, you know. Um, what people can do, what you can do is really what, we, what people can do is really uh, supplement. One of the big things to supplement with is uh, magnesium. Magnesium is the uh, number one nutrient mineral that's utilized by our heart for our magnetic field. And if you have a strong magnetic field, it serves as a a buffer for a lot of these negative programs, negative uh, agendas that they have. Uh, When we're talking about, like, GMO foods and eating healthy and trying to, like, you know, um, cultivate a consciousness, then the first thing that we need to really uh, connect with is, is water, uh, drinking good, healthy water. All water is not created equal, you know. I recently listened to, uh, I've been going on a binge and listening to, like, water research and all these different water researchers talking about water and, and, and wow, we have no idea what water is. So, like, really, um, when you're first starting to get, trying to uh, get healthy and, and develop in some of these areas, it's like, pray to the waters, really set your intention for the waters that you drink. They say when the universe was first created, the first element that was created from the universe from after the Big Bang was hydrogen. And our planet is mostly water, hydrogen. We are mostly water. Our sun is the hydrogen right. sun. And um, water is conscious. Water is conscious. Everything needs water. And I'm beginning to feel and think that, like, instead of seeing all these plants and life forms as... as different life forms, it almost feels as if we are an aspect of water technology. You know what I mean? It's like none of these plants, animals, and creatures and things can exist without water. Water is the base element that that flows through all life. That's right. And and it's the most powerful element on Earth, too, when it it wants to uh, rage. I mean, the ocean is yeah. really powerful. The rain we just had took out uh, on Maui, it took out a a park. It took out half of a, par- a parking lot that went into the stream out into the ocean. I mean, you know, just as an example, but water has so many properties too. It can be frozen. It can be, um, it can be, it can be contained. It can be, it can, it can uh, create it creates valleys, it, it makes erosion, I mean, so much you can do. It's very powerful. 
Yeah. I know. I was, um, yeah, I've been, like, on a binge and studying water technology and, and how water has memory. And what, they say water is, like, has capabilities of being a supercomputer. And, and and for energy, um, in that, you know, when they build a hydrogen bomb, it's, it's heavy, heavy hydrogen deuterium that they create. And then by separating the atoms and molecules to water, there's so much potential for water, for food, for health, for life, for longevity, for energy, for medicine, for technology that we don't even understand. They're just beginning to understand and scratch the surface of, um, the capabilities and potential of water. Bless the water. Give thanks so for the water the, every day, man. So what are the best ways, the best water to drink as far as it, to put in your body? What what water is the best, purest way you know, to get? Um, the purest water, they say water, um, what's important about water is like the best waters are spring waters that's been filtered through lava rock the mountains and the lava rocks, because when it filters through, the lava rocks are magnetic. They're, they're magnetized, and they're filtered through, through spiraling, and they're microclusters. So when they, when they filter through, they're just supercharged waters. And a lot of the water that we drink in bottled water that flows through pipes, that flows straight, like just kills the water, the ability of the water to really saturate into our cells because they're, they're clumped together. They're thick. They have no geometric shapes and uh, when we drink the water like they don't even penetrate into the uh, interstitial fluids and in our cells you know uh, there's so much there's methods of charging the water of um, buying different things to help charge the water activate the water and stuff like that and that's something um, everybody can look into I'll have to also there's a lot to, to study on that yeah seems like yeah Anything. Well, um, we're getting into the five-minute mark here before the show ends. Uh, what, what are some things you would like to uh, share with the audience? You got your uh, YouTube page, uh, anything you're doing as far as uh, presentations or uh, works that you're yeah. doing right now? Yeah, I'm working on some websites. I'm learning how to edit websites myself. That way I can be more uh, sovereign and in charge of uh, how I can, uh, platforms of how I can connect and offer my services to to people. Uh, I'm looking at uh, building a website for, like, Kauai tours and uh, being a guide here to some of the sacred places and and stuff. Um, my personal website for my Qigong classes and meditations, body work, workshops, Um Hopefully that'll uh, hopefully uh, uh should be really easy should be coming out soon hopefully um I know a word of suggestions for people who are looking to connect into these uh some of these realms and some of these potentials is get up and connect with the sun so the uh, either the the uh sunrise is the best the rising sun or even the setting sun and you know, that is the source of all life on earth and its magnetic field it's, it encompasses the entire solar system and um connect with the sun. Get back to na- natural rhythm, you know. Right. And yep. yeah, I think uh, you know all consciousness is rising, and sometimes we forget because it looks bleak and dark, and and they've suppressed so much for so long. But um, you got to realize that it is day, 
the negative agendas that are fighting the uphill battle. You know, everything in the universe wants and, and naturally rises in consciousness and, and tends towards harmony and unification, you know. Right on. So it's eventually, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. What about um, sources for beginners that are kind of getting into this, uh, the UFO uh, phenomena, the extraterrestrial and spirit world and dimensional, what are some sources that you believe are good to uh, for the beginners out there? Huh. You know, I'm off the top of my head, I'm not sure because I'm really uh, wary about like different sources out there. You know, I like to look and stuff like that, but okay. I always check back in with my own guidance if if, if these sources are uh, empowering me or not, because when you check with a, a channeler or a contactee, it's like looking at different ch- different television stations and stuff like that. And we are uh, channelers and contactees ourselves, and we are connected to streams of consciousness. And you know, uh, it's important to always uh, look back and and to take the information, chew it, digest it, and see how it applies to you. Does it empower you or not? You know, uh, off the top of my head, yeah. So you know. Um, I haven't really looked into a lot of other people's um, materials lately just because I've been trying to connect through my own uh, experiences with the spirit. Yeah, well, that's a good answer because I feel the same way. Also, I I don't see the – there is not any solidarity to to a lot of it out there, and I see uh, a lot of disinformation, so it's kind of hard to – that's why this show, I've been just trying to put down the factual stuff first and just trying to let people kind of take it from there because there isn't really a lot of solidarity where I can just say, hey, that's, that source is good. But um, Exactly. I, I hate to like, give my approval. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I hate to go ahead and give my approval so, on any one source you know, because sources change credibility and uh, it's best to always redirect people back to home back to their own center, you know. And they can lift the veil themselves. Yeah, and empower themselves. Well, brother, thanks for coming on again and sharing. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Sort of last minute, but we did it anyway, and I think it's great that you uh, share all these uh, good things with the people out there, and we'll have to have you on again, and uh, we'll connect soon. Awesome. Thanks, Lumis. Great having you. Hopefully, we'll see you out in Kauai soon, too. Much love and aloha. Okay, bro. Aloha. Aloha. All right. Aloha. Aloha. How are you doing? Well, that was Sun 2K. Uh, great guest and lots of good knowledge imparted uh, by Sun. And uh, I hope you learned some things. This show is just a continuation of the series of shows, the Beyond Earth series. This is just a way of having um, sharing this information with all of you out there. There's there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I, I'm trying to do the best here and giving you a variety on the show. So so uh, thanks for listening and tuning in. We'll be doing more shows again here soon. I'm going to be getting back in the rhythm. This is episode 87. And I'm just uh, going to have to, looks like, uh, get off the radio now. But you guys take care and keep on listening and keep on chanting it down.